One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding here on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Jared Weiss, and we have a legend in the building that's Danielle Lehman producing. And we also have another legend in the building that's J.E. Skeets joining me for this one. Skeets, we had four games in this slate, whatever the hell we call it, and uh, they were all pretty close and pretty interesting, but none more so than in Charlotte, uh, where the Heat won 117 to 112 in overtime because of the weirdest travel call I've seen among like 50 travel calls in the past week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Travel calls are hot right now. They're so in. They're like uh, console. Yeah, Kelly Oubre Jr. getting called for the travel just shuffling the, the pivot foot. And technically, no doubt, it was a travel. But you just don't see one of those that's like at half court, sort of inconsequential, you know, not attacking the rim or anything like that and whistled up and heat ball and it was a pretty big call in this game right and my, my bad that game was in miami but and we we know that because there would have been you know they would have been throwing like beer on the court if that call <laughs> happened in charlotte right assuming there were fans of that game but what was weird about it was like Ubre picks up his pivot foot after catching an inbound but like he, nothing's happening in the play yet it's, yeah, it's like what I get that it's a point of emphasis. I understand I, credit to the the uh, play by play guy in the Charlotte broadcast saying, like, I understand you want the game called consistently from start to finish. But would that be reasonable at any point of the game to make that? It kind of feels meaningless. Yeah, that's a tough one for Hornets fans. And then I'm sure they're upset, too, that Terry Rozier, after some contact, uh, trying to chuck up like a corner three with Jimmy Butler closing out on him. You know, he plays it really well. He's very close. There's body contact. I think uh, Rozier tried to, like, sell it, and then he chucked it off the side of the backboard. (laughs) Hornets sort of got uh, the short end of the whistle tonight. Uh, And they weren't helped out with Dennis Smith Jr. going out with an injury late in this game. He tweaked his ankle uh, under Kyle Lowry, and he was playing actually really well down the stretch. He finished 6-9. He's sort of been like this, like, out of nowhere little redemption story this year for the Hornets, uh, obviously getting more minutes with no ball. But uh, once he went out, it wasn't looking good for the Hornets' chances. It is crazy how Dennis Smith Jr. is starting at the point for this team. I wonder why. Someone's missing right now, obviously. <laughs> but but still, it's like, of all the guys that have a redemption story, he is coming from really out of nowhere. Big time. Absolutely. Like, you could have convinced me that guy was going to be out of the league after bouncing around a little bit, you know, playing overseas somewhere and trying to get a paycheck, but had this opportunity. Yeah, balls out. You know, they're keeping him out. Are they leaning into the tank? Uh, who knows? But he's been really, really good in a lot of games I've seen this year. And again, had a good one tonight until he had to go out late with the injury. And uh, Jimmy Butler just took over this game, too. I know we're talking about the officials and some weird travel calls and weird non-calls. He, like, sort of willed the heat to a victory, uh, down the stretch of regulation, just took over, uh, spun on Rozier in the post one time, went at the plum dog millionaire, no foul <laughs> called on that one. He went straight up, but he got the bucket to go. He sort of flexed on him a little bit, hit a big jumper. So yeah, it was the Jimmy show here finishing with what? 35 points, 10 boards, eight assists. Yeah. I mean, they, 
without Hero out there, they really needed somebody to step up and play make. And it wasn't Lowry or Vincent so much in this game. Butler was just so aggressive. He got to the line 15 times. Yeah, you, you tweeted out that clip of him with the you know doing a little jump man on that turnaround. Like he he was flailing around doing whatever he could to get this win. Yeah, he was like I think they said on the broadcast uh, he was like doing snow angels on the ground. I called it more <laughs> of like a scissor legs type of move. I don't really know what he was doing, but uh, it I think looked it was funny. jazzercise. Yeah, that's it. This was a bit of an upset. Portland Trailblazers beating the New Orleans Pelicans, which generally isn't too shocking, but that's without Dame Lillard. That's with Anthony Simons dropping 23 points, but shooting five for 13 from deep. That's with Jeremy Grant going 10 for 20, scoring 27 points, and really just getting downhill at will in isolation late in this game. Oh, he was phenomenal. This was a nice win from the Blazers. Yeah, you said no Dame, no Nurk as well going into New Orleans. And, you know, they're fully stocked with a lot of their guys back in Zion and Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones, stuff like that. But the Blazers, I feel vindicated. I feel like I was one of the only national NBA media pundits or whatever you want to call us in the preseason saying, why are we sleeping on Portland? Like, Dame is back. He, in theory, is healthy. They added some defensive guys. We're going to finally find out if Billups can coach. They're a pretty deep team. And here they are, 9-3, and near the top of the West. Top 10 defense right now. That is huge for a Portland team. And they're still missing Gary Payton II. They just have contributions from Grant and Simons and Hart and Winslow getting minutes at the five there, small ball five, and guys coming off the bench contributing. Um, I I love watching this team. I think they're one of the most enjoyable teams to watch in the league on League Pass. I mean, Justice Winslow putting out 12 points, eight boards, and six assists in 2022? Yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, man, they got a great game from Nasir Little tonight uh i mean it's just you look at the box scores it's like everybody was contributing but he was great six of 11 from the floor 15 points overall uh he he just had like a nice bounce to him tonight and uh you know i think maybe just like getting some more minutes there with some of these guys uh missing some action some of the starters so yeah nasir little was not playing little as i tweeted out Uh, people were saying he was biggie smalls out there tonight so he looked great (laughs) he was a rock attacking the wreck like i couldn't tell if it was him or jeremy grant half the time (laughs) <laughs> That's right. They both played great. And Josh Hart, a reunion with the Pelicans. Uh, that that was a good one. Like they they love him. I noticed at the broadcast they were talking about how everybody loves Josh Hart, and he had a really good game. Seventeen points, seven for thirteen shooting. You just reminded me that Josh Hart and Larry Nance Jr. they traded houses, did they not? Oh my god! When they were right. swapped for each other. So I wonder. Does Josh Hart go to Larry Nance Jr.'s house now, which was formerly his house, to check it out, to see what he did with the place, how he arranged the furniture, to see what he uh, changed in the in the bathrooms and stuff like that? These are the questions that I'm wondering late at night. And I presume Nance is staying at his uh, at, at uh, Josh Hart's room at the Four Seasons with the Pelicans team today. Yeah, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, what's going on, buddy? Uh, your your Sixers, they just lost 104 to 95 to the Hawks. The Hawks did not have a pretty game. You know, Trey Young went off early. There was, I'm looking through this, I'm, I'm looking at this game, you know, Click Appella, obviously, with a crazy 18 20 stat line. Uh, is it even weird when he gets 20 rebounds at this point? It seems mm. normal, but the Hawks didn't do anything that really stood out in this game, and yet the Sixers, who I know they're missing James Harden, they just don't seem that close right now. No, they just seem flat. 
They are, they, they are the opposite of the Blazers in terms of like watching a team and enjoying a game. And this one was rough. Yeah. The Hawks pulled it out. They had some contributions off the bench. The Holiday Brothers played great. But I mean, both teams in 2022 hitting six three-pointers, Ugh, like gross. 12 three-pointers combined, like six for 30 for the Sixers and then six of 26. So like a little bit better from the Hawks just because they shot a few less. Uh, really weird uh, here in 2022. But yeah, um, Philadelphia is, uh, you're just left scratching your head. Like Harden, uh, you know, he's obviously not playing right now, but Embiid, man, he, he just like, he checks out of games for minutes at a time. And he's so talented that at the end of the night, you're like, well, he got 26 and 13. Like, what's your problem, Skeets? But seven turnovers, five personal fouls. There's many plays where if you clipped it, where you're just like left going like, well, he's sort of given up on this play or his heart's not in this one. And yeah, it's just strange right now with this team. And they're almost lucky that there's been all these other stories of teams off to bad, bad starts that it's gone overlooked that they're five and seven now in a way. Um with some of these other squads that maybe we were high on getting out, uh, slow out of the gate as well. But yeah, how long will Doc be here? Is it going to be golfing full-time soon? I'm not sure. <laughs> well, listen, Ime Odoka didn't go to Brooklyn, so there's mm. another place where he's been before, and he's kind of the right coach to fit the mold of what they're looking for, besides the obvious issue. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. But I, I know that Doc's name has been popping up a lot ever since Ime no longer was getting the Brooklyn job. And that's the thing is, you know, you touch on the Embiid part, right? It's like Embiid is, you know, one of the best players in the game. And he's been a major MVP candidate in a big part because he carries his team on his shoulders so well. Mm -hmm. But shoulder carrying is exhausting. And the team needs, like, when they see it's a night where he is just kind of, like, out of control, the defense is keyed in on him. He's not really finding anything clean. He's not trusting to find everybody else. Or, I mean, he's trying to, but, like, he can't every single play. And they're not without Harden out there right now, they're not stepping up in a way to kind of give them a fluid offense around him. Yeah. I mean, Maxi will have those games where he pops off for 30, 35, but tonight it, you know, he didn't have it going five of 17, uh, only 15 for him. It's just not going to cut it. And then, you know, you've got Tucker in your starting lineup. So you're not getting a lot of points from him. You got Melton there in your starting lineup. You're not getting a lot from him. Paul Reed, every time he was on the floor, he was getting cooked. I mean, they were just going out. They were putting Paul Reed in pick and roll action and uh, exploiting that. So, yeah, it was Embiid like left doing it alone, and uh, he had some brutal turnovers. And again, just his head, his body language at times is just like, oh, you, you, like you like you know you can feel like he doesn't want to be there, uh, which is not a great sign, right? From your MVP leading guy or you know borderline MVP. Um, so it's it's weird, weird vibes with this team right now. I can't figure them out. Yeah, let's just hope he doesn't go to a salon with Eric Bledsoe. Then we know he's not going to want to be here. <laughs> I, I don't want to be here anymore, yeah. <laughs> All right, where where I want to be is in the Wizards locker room right now because they just pulled off a great upset. Is it an upset, really? Uh, over the Mavs, they won 113-105. to 105. This was the game of the four for the Wizards because Kyle Kuzma had 36 points. Rui Hachimura had 23 points. And, hey, Will Barton, sometimes kind of a four. He had 14 points, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, big game from Kuzma. Um, I think he loves the color pink. We've learned that. You know, <laughs> he came in with the giant pink sweater once upon a time. That went viral. He's a meme because of that. And then they're rocking these city edition cherry blossom pink uniforms tonight. Beautiful pink jerseys. uniforms. Yeah, they looked great with the court there, too. We saw three tonight, I guess, in total. 
The Miami mashup volume two, you know, their serial killer jerseys. Okay. <laughs> so like, bad. Hard, hard pass on those. <laughs> they uh, have like then, the yeah, best the two- jersey of all time and now they're doing the serial killer one. It's so bizarre. I know. I know. It looked like even I hate the back of Butler's jersey because they pick like two different numbers too in two different fonts. And he's 22 and it just looks insane to me uh, <laughs> how they, they don't match or how they mismatch. Um, so, yeah, the, these were the best city editions of the night. And the other one would have been, um, who was it? It was the... It was Atlanta with oh, the peach uh, uniform. Thank right? you, Atlanta. Yeah. Those are nice as well. Those yeah, are cool. They were, yeah. They're very nice with their, they're like uh, that script font. So two for three, I guess, tonight uh, when it came to the City Edition jerseys. <laughs> but yeah, Kuzma, awesome in pink. And Rui Hachimura, really, really aggressive. In all, in, I, I caught a lot of this game and he was attacking nonstop. And I've always said, like, if you could just take Rui Hachimura's offense and mash it together... Like a Miami Heat jersey, I guess, with uh, <laughs> Denny Avdia's defense, you would have like an MVP player because they, uh, they, you know, one so skilled at offense, one so skilled at defense. But yeah, this was a good win and another sort of bit of a bummer game from Luka Doncic. You do wonder if he's just straight up tiring at this point uh, as we get into, you know, 10 or 11 games into the season. This is the second game in a row where he, you know, didn't crack the 30 point barrier and shot eight of 21. And he just looked a little exhausted because like Embiid, this guy has to do everything for his team. Every single possession runs through him. And, you know, with the defense focusing on that and him maybe just being a little tired, um, maybe it's catching up to him a little bit. All right. Well, I'm exhausted. This is catching up to me. So let's just wrap it right there. He's Skeets. She's Danielle Lehman. I'm Jared Weiss. This is the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Embrace the ding.